0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast.
1: That's a.k.a. Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, happy podcast day. What's new, AP?
0: Well, hi, Murph. Well, it's been an exciting time over in my world because I got to go to the crossover at Kinnick last weekend and watch an excellent <gasps> basketball game.
1: Okay. Well, I was there as well, but tell listeners what that means, crossover at Kinnick.
0: Yeah. If you're not uh, from the Iowa or like the, a fan of the Hawkeyes, you might not know that the Iowa women's basketball team is extremely good and they, yes. they're they really awesome at basketball. They have a couple standout stars. I don't want to get too much into basketball because this is a cycling podcast, but- E- Long story, even longer, they had a basketball game, uh exhibition basketball game, where the University of Iowa Hawkeyes played DePaul at the men's football stadium. So it was a women's basketball game in the football stadium in yeah, Kinnick Stadium.
1: It, it was so cool. Like they, you know, literally obviously put the basketball floor on the field, the football yeah. field. And then, um, I I don't mean to steal your thunder, but I'm going to.
0: It was a world record day. It was a world record day, yeah, where they had over 55,000 people in attendance at this women's basketball game, which is a record for that kind of game. So yes, it was and and it was obvious when you were there that the stadium was packed. It was so fun. It was Uh, fun.
1: And of course, the Hawkeyes won.
0: And of course, the Hawkeyes won.
1: Yes, that made it even better and right before we push record you told me that you were on the highlight reel on the news right?
0: <laughs> yes yes because my my parents and my seats were immediately behind the basketball hoop so you can see me i mean you'd have to know it was me because i'm a little dot among many dots but i'm going yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Because I, I love the Hawkeyes. They're such a good team, and I can't wait to see them play this year. So. Yeah. And yeah.
1: listeners, you may find this funny if you've gotten to know AP and I over the years. but So I'm on one side of the stadium about, I don't know, I think I was in row 21. And then mm-hmm. AP is uh, on the other side of the stadium in like row what, five? We were You're... in row 12. Okay, so, row 12. Yeah. So we <laughs> spent... At least the first quarter of the game, <laughs> taking screenshots of each other and then, you know, drawing little circles like, I see you. And then, then you would mom. send me one. And then, oh, my gosh, it was very funny. Yeah. I'm sure your parents were laughing and the friends
0: yeah. I was with are like, what oh, are yeah, you doing. Yeah. And then I got a really cute video of Murph dancing to uh, a song, like a hype song. And yeah, it was just <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, uh, whether we were watching basketball or not. <laughs> yes, it so. was fun. It yeah. was fun. Yeah. So uh, how about you? What, what's new with you besides the basketball game? Well,
1: I booked a flight to Colorado Springs, Colorado, <gasps> and I'm pretty darn excited about it. Wait, 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 wait. So did I. I know. All <laughs> right. So Just Go Bike listeners, AP and I are heading to Colorado for a super fun event.
0: Yes, we are going. What at the recording of this podcast would be almost a week from now, Uh, Mm -hmm. We're going to see the premiere of Shift, the RAGBRAI documentary at the Buffalo Bicycle Lodge Resort, which longtime listeners will know is owned by Tori Giffen, who's one of the stars of the documentary, along with her son, Daniel.
1: Yes. And um, Tori has been on the podcast. She's an awesome person to know. So is Daniel. Um, the movie is amazing and Daniel is currently recovering from, uh, he's had another brain surgery and he's home recovering. We probably should give him a shout out, Tori, the family, Grandma Nancy, uh, a warm shout out to all of you guys and hope that Daniel is recovering well.
0: Yeah, Daniel, you're such a fighter, so strong and I can tell why you're able to ride Ragby so easily because <laughs> you handle brain cancer like a boss.
1: Oh wow, yeah. yeah. So, um, I've been to. I got to stay at the Buffalo Lodge Bicycle Resort um, several years ago, and actually, I think Tori and I podcasted from the lodge um, mm. when we did our episode. But it is so cool. It's like a old school motor lodge, like mm. where you you know pull up your car right to your hotel room. Um, but they've. But she has spent an awful lot of time. Um, transforming it into a bicycle themed resort so each room has you know bicycle inspired art and they uh, at least the rooms that she showed me and the room I stayed in actually has um, uh, parking's not the right word but like hooks where you can hang your bicycle uh, right in your hotel room
0: that's so cool yeah
1: yeah not to mention it's at the base of Pikes Peak so um i know i'm going to be getting on a bike and biking up to pike's peak maybe ap will be joining me
0: oh perhaps i will awesome. uh, so if you are in the colorado area it is the shift Ragbury documentary premiere is friday october 27th at 8 30 p.m central time um in so i guess that would be 7 30 p.m mountain time mm-hmm. uh, in colorado springs at the buffalo bicycle lodge resort so if you you can go on facebook and find information about that but i just wanted to kind of give a little official plug for the screening
1: yes and uh tickets are i think they're only 15 bucks so it's well worth it if you haven't seen shift the rag bride documentary yet you need to yeah
0: or if you've seen it twice already like me go ahead and see it a third time because there's always something different that you notice uh, every time you watch it so
1: Yes, yes. Okay, so here we are in the end of October. And uh, we may or may not be riding our bicycles up to Pikes Peak. But if you think about it in mid to late October, I guess in Colorado, it could be there could be snow on the ground. I don't know. But definitely here in Iowa, it's very iffy. Like Mm -hmm. one day, it's 80 degrees. Next day, it's like high of in the 40s. And so it's really I don't know, it's
0: crazy time of year. And so I think that brings us to today's topic. Uh, Yes, it sure does. Today, we are talking about off-season cycling fitness. Yes, I mean you. (laughs) You (laughs) could ride your bike when it's not summertime.
1: Yes. So obviously, as I mentioned, we're creeping up on winter, at least here in Iowa. So we wanted to take this episode, AP and I, to talk about ideas on what to do during the off-season.
0: Yeah. You know, it was interesting when we were talking about doing this episode... Um, we were just having a conversation about riding our bikes is how the whole thing got started. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, obviously I'm going to be biking outside this weekend. And first of all, it just really struck me that we are so obsessed with cycling that it's a given that we're going to be outside (laughs) biking every weekend. (laughs) But I'm like, wow, we really sure are bike nuts, aren't we? But second of all, then it made me think, oh, it's almost going to be too cold to be biking outside because... Everyone has their limit, everyone has their cutoff on when they like to ride outside and when they don't, but for me it's when it freezes. So at thirty two degrees, that's my cutoff. That could be any day now. I mean, I don't want it to be, but it really could be. So we both really we're really both very different on our approach to the definition of off season because I know you will ride the whole year round outside.
1: Yes, for sure. Yes. And perfect segue. So like first off, we need to define like what the heck does off season even mean? So Tell us in general, like what what do you do in the winter time as far as cycling?
0: Yeah, and I don't think I think off season is sort of a misnomer because I do really like to be exercising through the winter. I don't want to just sit around because this is the time where I maintain my fitness so that I don't die when I try to get back outside on the bike in yeah, the springtime. Exactly. Right. So yeah. for me, it's a lot of indoor time on the indoor bike trainer. I will sneak a ride every once in a while because even in Iowa, we have a sneaky warm day once in a while, but I really, really spend a lot of time on that stupid trainer inside. (laughs) 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 So how about you? (laughs)
1: Uh, I, I do spend a lot of time on my trainer as well. Um, and I connect with, uh, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of like a, uh, gaming program, but it's called Zwift. Mm. I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people have heard of it, but basically you're like an avatar biking yeah. on the TV screen. In the game, whatever program you put into it will make your bike feel like you're going up a hill or down a hill or um, having you work harder or easier. So for me, it kind of keeps my brain working while I'm physically pedaling. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um, in the wintertime, Uh, I do consider it off-season like I kind of transition from my gravel bike to my fat bike Mm. and that means I'm usually wearing more layers of clothes I'm usually pedaling much much slower Mm. and typically we don't go as far so like you're not going to find me getting on the Cedar Valley Nature Trail on my fat bike and pedaling 25 miles like it's more of a Mm. you know maybe it'll be a 10 mile afternoon but it might take us several hours to do it because yeah. you're on a fat bike you know if it's snowing there's all kinds of different um, you know if we stop places so anyway I think that winter is definitely a unique time as far as calling it off season yeah it's just like a different time for me
0: yeah it's a different phase in the year uh, so do you do a lot of cross tra- training
1: Yes. So um, I do the Zwift and Mm -hmm. typically I join, um, it's like an online coaching Mm. program, I guess you'd call it. It's called Base Camp. Mm. And uh, they do classes where you can actually be everyone's on their computer at the same time Mm. and so they'll be typing things like you know now uh, curl your toes for this portion or you know squeeze your butt cheeks and you'll feel a different (laughs) type of fitness and so it's like a really cool uh, way to train and it's motivating Um, but I also I have a Y membership
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the Y is within walking distance from where I live. So I'll be over there walking on the treadmill or, you know, doing weights or swimming, those
0: types of things.
1: So, mm-hmm. how about you? Uh,
0: yeah, I also have a Y membership that I really love. Um, my main other sport right now is yoga. I love doing yoga. Oh, yeah. Um, it helps me with my upper body strength. In the summertime, I do golf too, but that's also kind of waning at this point. But uh, my other winter sport is I really love cross country skiing. So mm. I'm going to get out there on the same trails that I bike on, actually, by and large, and get some miles in. But uh, it's like the fat tire biking; your distance isn't that far, uh, a yeah. couple miles for me, and then I'm pooped. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So well,
1: it's just a whole different ball game. And uh, well, when it's super cold, I mean, for me. Sometimes it's enough just to – well, actually, the act of bundling up is a workout in itself. <laughs> I know. You're then, telling me – yeah. Yeah, just to walk around the neighborhood. You know, like if it's uh, – like 20 degrees is my cutoff as far as mm-hmm. getting on a bike and biking. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different. But, like, movement is so important to me. And um, I don't have a dog anymore, so I don't have that mandatory get up in the morning and, get you know, go out at lunch mm-hmm. and in the evening for dog walks. But – I'm going to guess that you do.
0: Yeah. You know what? I guess I don't think of that as exercise, but it really is. Uh, My dogs keep me out all year round. (laughs) We have, uh, you know, they got to go and uh, our yard isn't fenced in, although we are fencing it in. Uh, But we do love walks and it's just a fun way to spend time with your dog. Um, My dog, Barty Boy, he really loves the cold. He's a golden retriever. So he'll be out Mm -hmm. there. He would be out there in negative 20 weather and loving life. So we walk, I don't know, it depends between three and six miles every day. Uh, oh, wow. just cause okay. I walk both dogs separately. So we, we like, and they're both big dogs and they really love it. It's good for them. So wow. and it's good for me, although I do go through a lot of shoes and in the winter it is harder to walk in boots. So I guess it does count.
1: Yeah. And one of my biggest fears, I, this may be revealing too much about myself, but one of my biggest fears is that, um, that half slip when you're kind Mm. of on the ice and you Mm -hmm. start to slip and you catch your body. I, yeah, that drives me crazy. Like if I see ice, I am just in my head, I'm already falling and breaking (laughs) something.
0: So then it's like that mind mess where I'm like, Oh my
1: gosh, I'm going (sighs) to fall on the ice. Yep.
0: It's better safe than sorry on the ice in Iowa. I'll tell you that. So
1: yes, yes. So I guess like our first recommendation is to find some sort of movement that works for you and your schedule. You yeah. Know, maybe it's joining a gym like the Y. Maybe it's walking. Maybe it's getting a dog. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's riding your bike. Either maybe a trainer or outside.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's borrowing your friend's dog. Right, Marv? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I yeah. would highly recommend Barty Boy. Yeah. <laughs> as far as getting back on your bike, Coach cycle coach Erdl usually recommends a mid-March start. So... A lot of us live in cold weather states, though, so mid-March is kind of a suggestion rather than a requirement Mm -hmm. um, because it might not be the best time to get back on the bike because it gets pretty slushy and that there's still sometimes ice out, so you kind of just have to play it by ear.
1: Yes, for sure. And like I said, you know, I ride year round, but you know, ice is, (laughs) ice is a deal breaker for me. And when it gets below 20 degrees,
0: it's a deal breaker, but
1: movement is movement. You know, you, you walking six miles might be an awful lot for somebody. Well,
0: and, and it does take a lot of time. So you have to be pretty dedicated. So uh, look, there's other ways to do it. Um, That's right. I think so. Anyway, just, I think cross training in general is a good idea. It's a good way to go. Uh, just mix it up, especially if you're not able to get outside as much as you'd like through the winter or are on that trainer. That gets pretty monotonous. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's a good opportunity to mix in some strength training as well, because a lot of times cyclists ignore that part of fitness. Mm-hmm. And it does really help prevent, in- prevent injuries and um, keep you moving overall. Yeah, and there's something to be said for um,
1: gaining strength in your core Mm, because mm -hmm. even though when you're biking, it's mostly you think it's mostly legs that are doing the work. Yeah, uh, you got to be able to position your body on that bike. So any sort of like core, I don't know. Let's get into like a little bit about cross training. Like, how would you define cross training?
0: I think it's any aerobic exercise, like a, a running or a swimming or a walking, a hiking. Um, to help increase that cardiovascular fitness where you're yeah. just that you get the aerobic energy. I mean, you could do aerobics for all. I mean, I'm not a body pump type person, but some people really love that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But I, I hurt myself every time I do that. <laughs> so I, I'm out. <laughs> but I know it really, it's a good benefit to a lot of people.
1: Uh, any sort of non-biking, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, is cross-training. So like always, you know, all the things we just said, yoga, walking... Swimming, all of that good stuff. It doesn't have to be like super strenuous, but.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um,
1: and here's an interesting question, okay? Okay. So um, I keep all of my workouts in Strava, right? Mm-hmm. That's like just a place that I hold um, everything that I do so I can look back and be like, oh, I rode my bike, you know, 5,000 miles last year. or I mm-hmm. walked this many miles. Um, there are some people that will say, Um, When you look at how many miles you ride, they will want to quantify, do you mean on the trainer or outside? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on
0: that? Yeah. Well, as every bike rider, I do have thoughts on that. (laughs) I feel like everybody has pretty (laughs) strong opinions about how to count indoor training miles versus outdoor. Uh, I don't have a smart trainer. I have just a dumb trainer. So I count 10 miles for every hour that I ride inside. I know that I'm probably getting more than that if you were really to put your watts I produce versus the time versus whatever. But I'd rather undersell it than oversell it, if you know what I mean. So while I'm trying to train and hit a certain mileage goal, I want to make sure I've really got that goal instead of sort of wimping it in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's, that's my opinion. I say 10 miles per hour.
1: Yeah, I'm about the same, um, but I do, like when I do one of those Zw- Zwift workouts, mm-hmm. um, it automatically uploads to my Strava, but it actually says, you know, indoor trainer ride, and um, it, it's not very accurate because I may be climbing uh, what they call a, a mountain in mm-hmm. in Zwift, right? But it's virtual, so right. I'm still on my trainer in my living room. So if it says, you know, you, you just... Um, climbed 10,000 feet of elevation I'm like well n- absolutely not I did not I, I am still my legs still move I'm still functioning uh, if
0: I actually did 10,000 feet of climb in a bike ride I would be well, a puddle and if we climbed up to 10,000 feet we would not be able to breathe that good and we know that <laughs> yes. from Ride the Rockies <laughs> yes
1: you're right you're right so, yeah yeah but but in a nutshell I mean indoor cycling is still movement so that's right I am gonna hold strong to if you can create movement on a bicycle, indoors or outdoors, it is still a success.
0: Yeah. And I wanted to give a quick plug out to uh, The Herd, which is a popular group that rides on Zwift. And of course, I'm not a member because I don't have a Zwift, but I met them at a conference a couple of years ago and they're really awesome, the people who run that group. So The Herd, I think it's through Zwift. So if you already have Zwift, you may already be aware of it, but just want to give a quick plug. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, What other tips can we provide? Well, I think that it's really important to maintain a routine, whatever that routine might be. So stick to your regular training schedule, uh, have some consistency, um, and be realistic about it. You might not hit every single workout because life happens, especially when you're indoors. And uh, no offense to your friends and family members, but when you're inside, it seems like your time is more up for grabs than it Mm. might be when you actually leave the house to go right outside or to the gym you're just not when you go away to do exercise Mm -hmm. you're not there to say hey could you help me with the chore or hey we want to talk about something or you know it just it's you have to be flexible with yourself because indoor is a whole different ball game.
1: Yes I agree but I will also say how easy it is to make workouts secondary because of what you Mm. just said you know what I mean like if someone's like hey do you want to watch Netflix you're like oh well I was gonna go in the basement and work
0: out but mm, I think I'll watch a movie instead (laughs) (laughs) yeah and what we do at our house is that we the bike is upstairs and it's in it is in the middle of the house basically and I say hey let's take this conversation while I'm on the bike or oh, good. Yeah. why don't we watch a movie together while I'm biking? And now you do have to have the captions on, but we can do that. And so we try to mix the, th- the two together. So uh, that helps keep the routine going. Um, and smart. like, I know last year you had a training challenge in November and December, a winter challenge where yes. you had to get hundred miles per month. And that really helped me to stick to a routine so that I had a specific goal that I was aiming for. And I know a lot of people surpass that goal too, but at least oh, I had yeah. a baseline.
1: And it was just really, I'm going to do it again, by the way, but it was just really fun because there was lots of chatter back and forth. Like, oh my gosh, because of this group, I decided to go ride my bike five miles today and it added, you know, more to my goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And it kind of had a vibe of, um, during the pandemic when we had all sorts of things virtual, but this time we're doing it for fun. (laughs) So you can go meet up in person later. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: okay, one other tip, um, you know, Coach Ertle, when he has his schedule, you know, his planner that kind of starts in mid-March, um, I think the first several weeks um, he recommends three workouts a week, right? Okay, yeah. So if you're someone out there thinking, I'm going to do RAGBRAI, L-I, and I want to, you know, get my body prepped before I start doing those training rides – Um, maybe get the mental thoughts right now of I'm going to try and work out three times a week because I know come March, I'm going to start riding my bike three times a week. So, um, and for some people it might be one day a week and for some people it might be seven. So, but you know, think about what you can do and then try really hard to stick to it.
0: Yeah. I like to set a minimum and then I usually find that once I get into the swing of things, I want to do more than that minimum, but I just have to get started. So, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, moving on to our next tip remember to rest and recover. Use this time of year to let your body bounce back from, I'm sure, the massive amount of working out that you did all of summer. Right? <laughs> right? Right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am a huge proponent of rest. Yes. Like, I, um, I don't know why it's taken me, you know, way too many years to realize that getting six hours of sleep a night does not make you a healthy person. Like <laughs> yeah. you have to sleep. Like yes. yeah. it's, it's crazy. Um, at least for me, how different I feel when I get my, uh, eight plus hours of sleep per night.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big sleeper. So I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the off season a great time to rest and it's also time to address any lingering injuries. So yeah. if you have that, I don't know, micro fracture in your foot and you need to stay off your foot for a little while this is the time to do it like there's no more excuses don't be like oh i just i can ride this one more time don't yeah. just yep. relax get that foot healed up or whatever it may be um and you know maybe it's a good time to get that good nutrition plan that you've been really wanting to do over the summer but couldn't quite just find the time to buckle down and plan
1: yep 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 so and then also um with that um, hydration is a big deal. And this, yes. I mean, we all know this from especially this past ragbri when it was so hot, how mm-hmm. important drinking water wa- water would be. But in the wintertime, especially here in the Midwest, it gets extremely dry. Yeah. And so
0: you might not feel as thirsty. It is. You have to get into the habit of drinking enough water, especially now. I mean, I, I think that drinking more water in the wintertime helps with like my dry skin you know yeah. cuz it's so dry outside so there's multiple benefits to uh, having your your water and your rest and just conditioning your body back to where it needs to be to start your best year ever next year
1: and that takes us to our next one which is mental conditioning yeah and this is a big one because what you think is usually what can become the truth yeah so that's if you're true. like yep I just, I, I'm not a biker. I don't bike or I, you know, I'm, I'm always cold. I don't like to go outside. Uh, you can, you can talk yourself out of that by simply doing what you say you can't do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just a good time to think back and reflect on how awesome of a year you had. Did you complete RAGBRAI? I mean, that's a major achievement. Did you, Um, hit your mileage goal on your bike that's a huge achievement did you maybe not hit those goals but you did other cool things on your bike and just got out there even when you didn't feel like it that's a major win to celebrate so you know it's a good time to think back and just um remember how good it was this year because sometimes we we hit that goal and we move on so quickly that we don't really relish in uh all the achievements that we've had so yeah and it's also anybody oh go ahead it's also a good way to uh, get your planning for the next season, to look ahead forward and set realistic but um, challenging goals.
1: Yes. And, you know, we have to, like, reflect on uh, Ragbri-L. I mean, it was hot. <laughs>
0: it was so hot. And
1: hilly. And if you did it, congratulations. I mean, yeah. there's not many people. I know there were thousands of people there, but in the entire world – yeah. It's a very small percentage of people that completed a uh, an epic event like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With the the challenges of the terrain and the weather, I mean, it was massive this year, and just the distance and everything like that. I don't think that Ragby this year will be as long as last year. I don't know. When I say in twenty twenty four, I don't think it'll be as long. That again, I don't know because I ask them not to tell me the route, but that's just a guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think I don't think it'll be as long. I, that's my thought but you still got to train just as much because you're going to be in the grand scheme of things is 400 miles that much different than 500. No, not training wise. So you're going to, you know, still need to want to get trained anyway. Yep. um, It's a good time for that positive self-talk. It's a good time for something like a yoga where you're practicing your meditation, your visualization, your mindfulness. Yeah. Um, And it really, we talk about this a lot when we get to our training segments of the rag preparation. A lot of cycling is what's in your head. You can really easily talk yourself into or out of doing those last 10 miles on Mm -hmm. your bike. Um, Just all depending on what your mental mindset is. Yes.
1: And then going along with that is uh, joining a group or club. And I love this idea because um, you, again, you are... Whatever your environment is. So yeah. if you are in a club of people who love eating potato chips and sitting on the couch, <laughs> you'll you'll fit in great with that club. Can but... I join that club? I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. <laughs> but if you want to be fit for Rag Bright LI, you might want to be part of a club that is into some sort of fitness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, no better proponent of that than Murph, who runs the Wednesday Night Bike Club which is an excellent cycling club Um, or something like the herd that I was talking about. That's a virtual club. You don't have to be in person with your fellow cyclists kind of make some new friends, stay in touch with old friends and just, yeah. Yep. Get out there or get in there virtually (laughs) either way. So yeah, Yeah. join a group or club. Um, You know, as you're doing this, just be sure that like we kind of talked about before, but just make sure you have a way to track your progress, whether it be, in just a group chat, like we have on the Winter Cycling Challenge, or mm-hmm. um, on a Strava, like you mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's indoor, just because it's winter, doesn't mean it doesn't count. So.
1: Or even a chart on your refrigerator.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, you so have a then, really
1: cute one, yeah. Yeah, like you could just mark it off, and you're like, wait a minute, I haven't biked for two weeks, Oops. or I haven't <laughs> gone for a walk in two weeks. Like, yeah, we got we to change this.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I just use like a notepad app on my phone. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, final tip. What do you have? Final
0: tip. Drummel, please. <laughs> Winterize your bike. Yep. Yes. Get that bike it's- ready for winter.
1: Whatever bike that you plan to ride on Ragbri next year, um, Make sure that it's in good shape, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that most people keep their bikes indoors. Please say that you do. (laughs) But um, now's the time, you know, the bike shops aren't quite as busy to make sure that your chain's not stretched out or that your tires aren't cracked or just little things, you know, get it, take a good look at it and make sure that um, you have it ready so that when you start biking outside in March, it's ready for you.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, it's as simple as I need to get an old toothbrush and just brush some of the mud off of my bike and the dirt and store it nice. And so it's nice and clean. I mean, if you go out on any winter ride, it's going to get dirty again. But just the point of not storing it dirty. I need to take that advice to my to my own self. (laughs) But so make sure your bike is clean and equipped and ready to go. Uh, either for more winter riding or for spring riding when you're ready to get back outside.
1: Yes. So I think, you know, to wrap this up, anybody out there that's listening, either they're like, you know what, you're right. I do need to get some sort of off-season fitness plan. Or there might be people out there listening saying, well, I work out seven days a week all year long. And we got to give all of those people a high five because that's awesome motivation. Yeah. But for those of you that are not as motivated, like now's the time to like thinking through what can I do to um, improve on my fitness and my health for next year?
0: Yeah, because 2024 is going to be better than ever, either for your goals or just for how good you feel on the bike. I mean, let's get out there. Let's get ready for that. All right.
1: Well, AP, I'm actually getting ready to go uh, bike ride to a a dedication of a new trail here in Cedar Rapids. So this is the perfect time to end our recording and I'm going to go out and bike. How about you?
0: Yeah, but you know what I say? Just go bike.
1: Well, listeners, that is it for this week.
0: We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, You can reach us at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at JustGoBike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if
1: you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for
0: more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, Just just Go go bike. Bike!